0: the Barack Obama-approved world's greatest podcast, Hyphenation. I'm your dashing, daring, debonair host, Kellen Conley. And there are leaves blowing in my car. Come on, man. <sighs> this, this, this is what the problem is. Falls here. Everybody's like, "Oh, falls not till September 22nd." Dad. Fall's not until September 22nd. Fall starts when August ends for me. Stupid leaves are falling off the trees, falling in my car. I ain't got time for this shit. I wanted to be 80 all the time. And yes, I know I'm in the wrong place, but you can't help where you live sometimes. Dang, now it's like literally raining freaking <sighs> leaves. I'm under siege from leaves. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, this is what you tune in for. This is truly the world's greatest podcast. So I'm pulling up away from the trees. Man. Leave me alone, trees. Y'all are annoying. Okay, there we go. Any hoozle. None of that's settled and I'm not under fire anymore. Like, there's literally little yellow leaves under, and it fell fell in my car. Because I got the windows down, because the temperature's still nice. Morgantown weather report, it's nice. It's partly cloudy. For all those who've been waiting these precious seconds that we've been together, it's partly cloudy, guys. Very nice day, very nice, air quotes, summer day. But for me, once September's here, it's all downhill from here. September comes it peaks back up in January for my birthday, and then it's just all back downhill again until April. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm a warm weather dude, man. I, I I am I am what I am. This episode's brought to you by McDonald's Coffee. Shout out to McDonald's Coffee. Only a dollar can beat that. I'm actually going to have two cups today because your boy had a late shift. (laughs) Late shift. Oh, that was bad. (laughs) Uh, Anyway. (laughs) Hyphenation is always brought to you by... Hyphen Podcast Group, a Morgantown, West Virginia-based podcast collective bringing... Great podcast to the people. Hyphen Podcastgroup.com. Cheer. Also, brought to you by the M-A-R-C-R-O-B dot WordPress.com. That's Mark Rob, written by my semi-regular co-host. He's your friend, my friend. Marcus Shaw Mad Love Robinson. He just put up a scathing. Scathing takedown of one Sean. Corey Carter. And I'm not even going to say it because I've been announcing stuff on this pod about, oh, this is coming up. This is coming up. And then two of those things have now disappeared. Um, But yeah, if you go to the markrob.wordpress.com right now, read his... Uh, it's the third in the series called uh, When Rappers Aren't Heroes. The first one was about Lil Wayne and his racism doesn't exist comments. The second one was about Kanye and his slavery was a choice thing. And now we've arrived with Jay-Z being the next incessant on the summer, summer jam screen as he put it. It is a very 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 good read. I recommend it. I know what I said on 108 but I still recommend it. And, hopefully, more on this topic later. Okay. Damn! (laughs) That's what I get for talking with my aunts. (sighs) So, I canceled on Mark Busquets last week. I was like, hey Mark, uh, got some things going on. Do you mind moving it to another day? And so we agreed on Sunday... He's like, yeah, that'll work. I'm like, alright, cool. Sunday, he's like, oh, I gotta cancel. Got some things coming up. So, I'm perfectly fine with that. I'm rescheduling Mr. Busket for another time. Hopefully soon. He says he's gonna get back to me, and we'll figure it out. So, Mark's episode is on Z Backburner, officially. Okay? Cake, cake. Then, then, my semi-regular co-host... And I were talking on Sunday. Sunday was not a good day as far as hyphenation plan collaborations. We were talking, and he's like, about Jay Z thing. Because he releases Jay Z uh, column piece on Monday. We were talking on Labor Day, and he's like, I was like, blah, blah, blah. We got to get together. We'll have to, we'll, um, let's talk about your views on this when we do the Jay-Z 10 year anniversary blueprint three and Jay-Z 20 year anniversary of volume three episode. And he's like, it ain't gonna be any good cause I don't really feel like listening to this fool's music. So I'm like, oh, oh, okay. So rather than me try to force Marcus to uh, sit through an episode that he really doesn't want to partake in as far as musically. I will now be bringing you the Jay Z episode solo, Volume 3 and uh, and Blueprint 3. Unless by some weird happening um, I get another co host. But more than likely, that will just be a solo episode with me going through 2009's Blueprint 3 and 1999's Volume 3, Life and Times of S. Carter. Or life and times of Sean Carter. Okay, <sighs> I'm okay with it though. Maybe, maybe Marcus will change his mind by the time I record it, because it's going to get recorded. well. maybe he'll be like, "Ah, oh, you know what? I can't stand this guy right now." But you know what? I really want to listen to "There's Been a Murder." I doubt it though. But I'm going to still do it. Okay. Now that's cleaned up. I do want to uh, make a little statement about uh, hyphen podcast group. I'm going to be switching up the way that we promote things or I promote things just a little bit. Um, I have been trying to do the consistent images across Instagram with the um, the black and white um, with the, the episode uh, covering black and white and then I throw the pink text up there a la Uh, Black Friday, or Black Fridays, Good Fridays, like Kanye did in 2010. Uh, Was that 2010 or 2011? It was 2010. Uh, Watch the Throne was 2011. So I kind of tried to do that thing, and it's I I love how it looks. Uh, Problem is, I can't do it on my phone, (laughs) so there has been a few days where I'm a couple days behind posting images for new episodes because I literally need my paint.net program on my computer uh, in order to literally change the background, change this image to black and white and then lower the opacity to 75. And then I put the text up. That's all it takes. But I need layer access and stuff like that. So there's no app on my phone that allows me to literally put an image up and then put a black layer behind it and make the image black and white and then lower the opacity. And then do text. Because even if I could do that I could get it to a computer if I had to use Ribbit cause Ribbit is like my main home dog when it comes to uh image editing online I've been a faithful user for a while now they even gave me premium for a couple months and that was cool but uh yeah here's a recommendation for you if you're in a pinch and you need a powerful um online image editor what what, little green bug get out of my car yeah there you go if dude go if you need a, a pretty powerful user-friendly image editor online on a website if you ha- need access to it I always recommend Ribbit.com, r-i-b-b-e-t.com and then also pixlr pixl rcom slash x which is our new uh, online editor both of those will help you get the job done uh, they also have an editor option, a full editor option, Pixlr does, but it hasn't been working that great for me recently, especially with, cause they run ads and it'll slow down your computer and stuff. So I've been using the ribbit, the pixlr.com slash X. And those are my main go-tos for a lot of my image work.
1: of an alleyway that didn't exist before. The light seems to flicker and threatens to sputter
0: out. It's a theater, and there's only one film playing. You don't recognize the title, although it stirs something in your mind. Welcome
1: to The Mirage, the theater of movies that do not exist.
0: Cinematic Mirage is a podcast exclusive to the Domicile of Dread Patreon about films that were greenlit that never made it to the silver screen. Join Thomas D.J. as he explores how the projects came together, why they stopped production, and what they may have been about. It's free to all patrons at the $5 a month level or more. To learn more and to sign up, go to patreon.com slash Dread. Cinematic Mirage.
1: A seat's waiting
0: for you. I'm going to figure out something because I want to be able to post the images sooner. The hashtags are not working as well as I'd like them to be working. Um, Normally with hashtags before, the ones I was using, I was getting at least 10 likes a post and anything above that was great. Um, That started dwindling. I recently changed the hashtags uh, probably about three or four weeks ago and I was getting a decent response then but now the the actual images on Instagram are only getting like 4 likes a pop and I mean that's like my I just posted the one for the Lee episode and I literally have 2 likes and one of those is mine for my main account so yeah um you, you know I, I don't Oh, is that thunder? I don't. I don't know, man. I really don't. Cause for for example, I just went and picked this random Instagram thing. There's this Keeper Sport account. It's an e-commerce website. So, and they said we had uh, this soccer player on our Keeper cast, and it it gets the likes are podcasts are just so competitive right now is the problem, and. I I can't help but uh, be a little frustrated that the engagement's not there, so I'm changing up the hashtags on Instagram, maybe figuring out something that's easier for me to do as far as every image is getting posted, um, too, so that um, I can get back to posting those more regularly. And then I'm, I'm actually debating, and any feedback I can get on this will be cool. Uh, I also cross-post the images to the hyphen podcast group, Twitter, which is hyphen pie group, and the Facebook page, hyphen podcast group. And I, I cross-post them, and pages in the algorithm on Facebook is just ridiculous. And and, and the thing is, with Twitter, is only 280 characters. So it ends up cutting off the caption anyway. There's a link back to Instagram, which is good. But then it's like... Am I really engaging anybody by posting image episodes that lead to Instagram, where it literally is? Click the link in the bio so you can check out the website. So there's that. I may be changing that up. Dart Dart Adams of uh, Dart Against Humanity and hip hop uh, hip hop historian and friend of of uh, Eric and uh, Lamarique, he, he when he posts his pod, he posts. Then up, he just literally posts a link to all these different outlets, and on Twitter at least. And I don't see him getting like a ton of likes and retweets, but still, I really feel like the option of being able to go directly to whatever platform you like is something I need to start doing. I'm also thinking about taking the actual episodes themselves off of hyphenpodcastgroup.com because while it's cool that I have created this single feed for everything which is what um, go away moth man everything's attacking me while it's cool I've created this single feed that has every hyphen podcast group show in it um, which I created because it was supposed to be the um, what's, what's how am I trying to say this it was supposed to um, not fix man it, it, yeah, it, essentially, yeah, it was supposed to fix what happens when the site goes down. When the site goes down, then at least I could be like, here is the main feed. Uh, you can go there and access all the episodes at once, and that way we had a backup. I'm thinking, because I'm looking at some of these podcast websites, and and even like 13 Palm Trees out of Fairmont, they literally just have the, ep- the shows and Then they have a bunch of links to how to play the episodes and stuff. Different platforms. Now the bigger brands like Earwolf and then um, other brands. uh, I don't even know what Nerdist does. I tried to look at some Nerdist podcast stuff and I I could not do it. Like I I just got news and news and news. I don't even know if they have their own separate brand now. Like the Ringer, they include the the links on the actual website and then... um, loudspeakers, they do that as well Uh, so let me just do Nerdist Podcast real quick, Podcast 101 Nerdist Podcast Network oh okay so they have a a podcast channels a podcast channels thing now so yeah, so if I I go to Nerdist it says podcast shows but it's not giving me any shows type in your search Uh, it doesn't even work The main thing I'm wondering is, by having Hyphen Podcast Group literally have every single show on it, am I doing anybody, are people really checking a website like that, you know? Because Marcus has always asked me, like, what if we drive the traffic one direction and I was like, I do drive in one direction to hyphenpodcastgroup.com, but here's something that, that is very relevant and relevant. I said it like elephant. Very re- really relevant. <laughs> something that's really relevant in 2019. And funny thing, me and Marcus have a whole outtake of us talking about how people don't go to websites anymore. People don't go to websites anymore. Um, and maybe I'll throw this at the end of, that, of this episode so you can hear that little discussion. But they, they literally don't, where, uh, I mean, the, the, they have their big brands and stuff, but people are so phone-oriented that everything has an app, and I mean, obviously, then the idea is like, oh, well, why don't you just create a hyphen podcast group app? Good idea. Who's going to make it? Because I can't do it. I can code HTML. I am a old, old, old school coder. I can barely code HTML5. I taught myself how to HTML from when I got in well, during my rap battle board days. When I used to run around on Easyboard. Board, Board would let you use HTML to make changes to the site and stuff. That's how I started learning HTML, and then I got into fan fiction, and then fan fiction. I started Marvel Anthology and DC Anthology. I was literally taking other people's code and stealing it from my site. And then eventually that brand, that went off into me learning how to do my own stuff. So I can make you a dope-ass looking site that would be fire in 2003. <laughs> but anything else, eh, you know, it's pretty hit or miss. Never learned CSS, so. <coughs> That's cascading style sheets for you bastards. So yeah, if I was able to create a hyphen podcast group app, that would obviously be the way. But when there's all these other free apps already, your Apple Music, or Apple Podcasts, your your Radio Public's, your Stitchers, your Google Podcast, your Spotify's, all and all and Google Play Music. Anthony still uses that. When you have all these other platforms. There has to be another way to, especially when you're a small, little. I don't. I barely want to call it a startup. A small idea, like we have the like, hyphen Podcast Group. Excuse me. You don't want to uh, overstep, you know, and you don't. You don't have the money to spend or the resources to spend to create an app or anything else. So I'm going to start trying to drive the traffic. Not a, Not so much. Well. Not so much away from hyphen podcast group, but you know, when I'm going to start figuring out a way to when these episodes drop, that literally I just have to copy and paste something, uh, send it out to the social meds with an episode image if there is one, um, or at least the, the episode logo. Because just a real quick look at uh, at Dart stuff and I. This is why I love my podcast. I had no plans on talking this much about... All this hyphenation stuff. And hyphen podcast group stuff. But... This is what happens when you're the editor-in-chief. So... Let's check out my man Dart here. Now... Dart literally doesn't sleep. And he... Tweets all day. And I don't know if he is in season. Because I know... When I was listening to Dart Against Humanity... uh, In the beginning he always said he wanted to do um, seasons of a show and then take time off he may have just wrapped his third season of Dark Against Humanity so I'm just kind of rolling to see when the last time he posted anything about Dart Against Humanity was uh, he has another Twitter account too that he normally posted on I don't know if I can be I don't can't remember the name off the top of my head. Let me do Producers I Know. Uh here here we go. So four days ago, Producers I Know. He posted Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, R-Heart Radio, and Stitcher. Then he just put the show logo, Dart Against Humanity. Two retweets and two likes. This is on August 31st. And all he did Was on each of these... I'm trying to see if he did literal... Links to the episodes themselves... Or if he... If he was just... Linking... To uh... Yeah I believe my man... Is just... He's linking directly to the main show feed... That's all he's doing... And this is something that I think I want to start doing... Because I feel like... If people at least see the links then they have their options, and then we go from there. And then just make Hyphen Pie Cats group just these are shows. This is what the show's about. Here's your links. And then uh, I guess the only thing else to do would be to feature the Facebook page and the Twitter page predominantly to and the IG, because I believe there's plugins that show all those things, to show where things are popping off social media-wise and kind of keep you up to date I don't know I got a vision for it we'll see we'll see the HTML may have to come back out (laughs) because literally I like I I don't know I I don't know like other than the older shows which is all pre hyphenation there's not a lot of reason for me I just want to see what happens you know and that way if the site goes down it's not going to matter the main the gigantic feed that I've built would go away but then I'm not taking away from anything so I'm going to wrap this up because I could keep talking about this forever apparently but I do want to send a special shout out to it's like a podcast or whatever because they are 24th on the Apple podcast charts for animation and manga is it manga or manga? manga, animation, manga they're 24th that's right that's the highest that any hyphenation show hyphen podcast group shows ever charted i'm super pumped for them man shout out to eric and lamb and level ground and uh eric rebus was just on the show and cayenne and kit kat Chinetti and everyday rogue and everyday olive and nancy Lamareek and uh your girl uh fran uh Francie, Francie? franny fran- 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 uh, and Franny, and true Franny, 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 Franny shit, I Hope y'all listen to this. I'm supposed to be talking to her um, about some things. Franny, shout out to her. Obvious nonsense. Shout out to the whole Alapau family. 100 is coming up very soon, and they're 24th, man. I'm super proud of them. So I'm just going to go ahead and throw out this other recommendation. New podcast has just come out, um, it is called Swordcast. And it is by two gentlemen who Eric personally knows. One is a dope-ass producer. No, no. Stop. That's them actually talking there. Um, Wait, Swordcast. Can I go to the page? Go to the podcast. Here we go. Yeah, Swordcast. Swordcast. Hashtag the Swordcast is a pie where we geek out about anime, video games, comics, pro wrestling, Star Wars films, martial arts, TV shows, sports, anything else that fits under our umbrella. Explored from the lens of a Detroit bred black and brown artist navigating a hip hop space. Episodes on Tuesdays. Stay tuned. Uh, and it's by a Novelist, who actually, I haven't checked out his music, but he apparently is a rapper who's doing very well for himself. And Hero, who is a producer um, who actually does the, who has been doing the Pal intros for a while, the instrumentals. I really want that girl boy beat. I haven't come up with the money yet, but we talked. And then. Um, he actually, it, some of the beds that you hear on like "Limit on the Edge," like the intro of that, and then the music that plays underneath the Leah's Hyphenation ad—that's Hiro too. Uh, so yeah, all, all of that. Am I saying is it Hiro or Hero? Shit. Now I feel like an asshole because I'm calling him Hero. I think it's Hiro. Hyro. I'm sorry. Fuck. Just listen to Swordcast. <laughs> Ah, oh, man. So now that all that's out the way, let me clean out my spam folder. My, my spam that I've just gotten emailed. So let me uh do that real quick. Spam. Yes, I did change my password. If you made the change, you can ignore this email. And then finally, you, you forgot your password. Yep. That's done, too. Woohoo. Woohoo. So who's ready to get into the Stranger Things 3? I know I am. Boy, oh boy. So, released on July the 4th, 2019, eight episodes. Of Stranger Things, the third season, the third part, came at our faces. And I probably said it like that because I was listening to Aisha Tyler and Girl on Guy while I mowed last night. And funny thing, they did Stranger Things did nine episodes in Oh, it doesn't matter. Never mind. They did nine episodes of season two and eight episodes of season one. I thought maybe they were like doing ten, nine, like kind of getting shorter as we go along. Nope. Anyway. One more recommendation listen to Aisha Tyler's podcast, Girl on Guy. It's since been stopped for about three years now. But she had a wonderful conversation with Tay Diggs on that episode. And um, I was highly impressed um, by uh, just, just the whole thing. So I'm just going to see real quick. I don't even know if you can listen to it without, because everything's behind a paywall anymore. Actually, it is on YouTube. Shia so I'm actually going to get my recommendation on in real life this is girl on guy stranger things three. so we pick back up what was it a year or so after the events of uh, the first of uh, two let me just double check that premise I don't care. It's summer of 85. So, 1985, the year of our Lord Michael J. Fox. Okay, not true Lord, but God, G-A-W-D. In fact, Back to the Future is playing at one of the places that the crew frequents in Stranger Things 3. And that crew would be our heroes, uh, Mike Wheeler. Dustin Henderson, Lucas Sinclair, and Will Byers. Yes, I'm looking because I don't want to be like, that kid, the one with no teeth, this other kid, this one. Like I said, I I didn't want to do that. So, hi guy. World's Greatest Podcast in progress. Walk your dogs. So, the big news in Hawkins, Indiana is there is a mall. And it's a big deal because Hawkins, Indiana is a small town thing. Gonna take my boys to the Starcourt Mall. I'm gonna... Right there I can, though. You get the drift. So, 1985, small town. Hawkins has always had a small town vibe. It had a, uh, old, uh, in Winchester, they call it old town Winchester. Had a very, uh, I, I, I can't think of the word I'm looking for, like a downtown uh, street corner, main street. They had pretty much, Hawkins had a main street with all your shops... And that's where everybody would go... And get everything... um, That they needed... And it it was even for the 80's... I mean this is what happened in the 80's... Like coming out of the 70's and 80's... uh, Like the small town still... Had had those mom and pop shops... And then as... uh, Big town America came to smaller towns... The mall started moving in... So literally the mall has arrived Starcourt mall awesome name at hawkins and it's putting all the other stores out of business like joyce's store who is will's mom has no business at all like literally she's standing around talking to hopper all day i think that she literally when she's in the shop which wasn't that much this season i think only one person came to see her that wasn't hopper so there's that The kids are hella excited about the mall. When we first see our guys, we don't see Dustin. Dustin is coming back from. Uh, he went to what they call it slumber camp. I don't even think that's right. Let's see. Did Dustin returns from summer science camp? There we go. Mike and Lucas and yeah, she she didn't. Yeah, she had never been in it also. Lucas, Mike, and Will they sneak into the movies thanks to. Best friend by default, Steve. Yes, Steve. Um, one of my favorite characters. One of the best character arts in the series. Um, dang. I'm. I'm why, why is my man Steve Harrington right there? Yeah, Steve works at this ice cream parlor. He works with this lovely lady who happens to me. Ethan Hawke's kid, Maya Hawke, Robin at this ice cream shop. I'm trying to see if I can see the ice cream shop name. Doesn't really matter, but... Scoops Ahoy. Damn, that thing's coming back to me. I'm on a roll. feel like Miley Cyrus, man. feel like, uh... Um... Let's see if I remember her name. Uh, Ashley... Ashley O. And, um... Black Mirror. Man! It's gonna be a good day. <laughs> I didn't look at it any of that. But, yeah, he works at Scoops Ahoy with his new co-worker, Robin. And so he's helping the boys sneak into the mall so they can go to movies. And, uh... That, that's essentially how our story begins so I'm gonna try to wing this as much as possible because I, I really want to just talk to you about the show as a whole and not recap every single thing because obviously Stranger Things is a huge deal um, it's been a huge deal for several years I believe it first premiered in 16 seven, or the second uh, Stranger Things 2 came out in 17 they took last year off and now this is them coming back for the third season and if I'm correct uh, I believe there's only two more seasons left of uh, Stranger Things. So we're going to get a Stranger Things 4 and 5 before it's all said and done. So the gist of the season is, of course, uh, first season we deal with the Demogorgon. And Eleven took that out. Of course, Eleven um, was thought dead. Turns out she was not dead and Hopper found her and, and she officially became Hopper's adopted daughter by the end of season 2 of Stranger Things 2. Well, uh, and season two, of course, was about, um, oh, I can see that giant ass monster that had ta- it was about Will being possessed by something else from the upside down and the boys trying to figure that out and as well as Joyce and, and, uh, your, and then uh, Will's brother, uh, jo- Jonathan uh, and Nancy, they all came together to figure things out. So this season is about the mind flayer. In the mind flare, instead of I don't know what song it is. In the mind flare, instead of previously, where the the season two monster and I'm just gonna have to look so I can not to like the the season two monster, which is exactly what I didn't want to do. Hold on. Oh, and uh of course Lucas is still dating Maxine can't leave out Maxine she is definitely a part of this let's see the group developed a plan to close the gate without killing Will the demodogs were a big part oh it was okay my bad so the mind flayer uh, is still alive following the events of Stranger Things too. Um, because in the season two, they had taken over the mind player, went out directly after Will because Will was like his connection to the real world, and so it had um, because he had been an upside down in season one. So in season two, he took over Will, and they were literally trying to uh, use Will to invade the world. It didn't work out, they didn't destroy the mind player. So the mind player's plan in season three is to go full invasion of the body snatchers on everybody. So it's first victim, naturally is a kid who uh, nobody liked following the events of uh, Season 2 would have been Maxine's um, brother. Why can't I read better? Billy Hargrove. There we go. Yeah, so Max, Max's brother is uh, Billy Hargrove. Billy Hargrove was complete ass in Season 2. continues to be a complete ass in Season 3, but now it's for different reasons because he got possessed. So one of my favorite scenes to start off the series... I thought to myself, and I don't feel bad. Thought to myself in season two when I was watching Stranger Things two, I was like, "Man, Mike and Nancy's mom is kind of bad." I was like, "Man," and and your boy Billy, he's a lifeguard, right at the at the at the Hawkins pool, and my dude knows he's bad. Okay. And all the older ladies, if you want to use the term MILF, you can. I'm not going to. But all the older ladies, let's say late 30s, mid 40s, ladies who hang out at the pool in the summer because there's nothing else to do in Hawkins and it's hot as F. um, They're they're checking your man out, you know. Steve takes a keen interest in Mike and Nancy's mother. (laughs) He even goes so far to proposition her, saying, "If she meets him at the at a pool at this motel, he will give her private swim lessons." And I was, I gotta say, I'm not proud of it, but I was like, "Yo, I really want him to knock that down." (laughs) I don't. Can you imagine the implications of the season? Because obviously, Billy got possessed by the mind flayer. He was the main antagonist throughout the series, the season. Um, as more people got possessed by the Mind Flayer, the Mind Flayer eventually became this even giant monster. But always, Billy was like the main conductor of the Mind Flayer, you know. Um, until the Mind Flayer took on its form and became this gigantic monster in like the last two or three episodes. And also, the Mind Flayer came to to real, Came to the main reality because before it was only in the upside down. I Think because the demo dogs were around, but the mind flare was only like existed in Will's mind, he could see it, but it actually was able to f- take form in uh in reality in the season. So, yeah, I was like, Man, I hope Billy knocks that down. But she, that the, Mike's mom turned it down. I didn't realize I was Mike's mom at first until I literally saw um Mike. And she's getting ready to leave to go meet Billy. And then she looked over at Mike's dad and he had the, the youngest kid sleeping on him. And then she called him and said she couldn't make it. Then of course, uh, Billy gets in a wreck, which ends up getting him being possessed by the Mind Flayer. But this season has several things going on, man. Hopper is trying to get with Joyce. Of course, Joyce is still upset about your hero, my hero, Bob Newbies. Unfortunate death of the demodogs. dogs. He sacrificed himself so that Joyce and Hopper could get away. In season two, the kids may have been there as well. At that point, I don't remember. But Bob sacrificed himself for the greater good of uh, the the greater good and to save Joyce. So she's still trying to get over that. Hopper is like, I want to take you on a date. I want to take you on a date, and Joyce is just not feeling it. Then strange things start happening. Haha, <laughs> Pun intended. Magnet stock start not. Like all the magnets in Joyce's house get demagnetized and same thing in the store. So Joyce, who's seen some shit, starts getting paranoid and goes and sees the boys' teacher, um, whose name is escaping me. I'm I'm going to try to see if I can find his name because it became a real problem for uh, Hopper. Mr. Clark, Scott Clark, because Hopper's like, oh, you were hanging out with Scott while I was sitting at that restaurant waiting on you, blah, blah, blah. Because Joyce was just so focused on something's going on. Will kept feeling like something was going on, but nobody was taking the time to hang on him because Lucas was with Max and Mike was with Eleven. And Mike and Eleven were the perfect caricatures of young teenagers in love because all they did all see, like, up until when shit started get bad. So, like, the first two episodes or so before um, Mike lied to Eleven, pissed her off, and then she dumped his ass, and she literally said that. Um, like, they were, they were just... <sniffs> Mm -hmm. call me call me me. I'll see you every day Mm -hmm. that's all they did man and I have to say I didn't hate him in season one and I said I didn't like him in season two but I do not like Mike Wheeler man Mike is my least favorite character on that show even though I know he's the connection to L truly I mean all the kids are connected to L now but I do not like Mike I don't like Mike anyway strange things start happening Joyce talks to Scott and kind of starts piecing things together on her side Nancy is essentially an intern at a local paper Jonathan is a photographer there, they're still together Nancy answers the phone one day and finds out about these possessed rats rats happen to be at the same place where Billy got abducted and so The rats are eating fertilizer and all kinds of weird stuff. And so they go investigate and this rat is like totally rabbit. And then essentially, I can't remember if the rat died in front of Jonathan or the rat died right after Jonathan left. Because this old woman uh, had the rat and she captured it and she showed it to him. And then they had to leave for some reason. The rat escaped. And then the rat ended up possessing the old woman. So the old woman was like Nancy and Jonathan's way into the story. So... And I... (sighs) I'm. I'm not. I like. I said. I'm trying to go over everything, but see, Stranger Things three is really good. Like there hasn't been a bad season yet. I still say the OG Stranger Things is the best one, but Stranger Things three just barely squeaks out over season two. Uh, Stranger Things two. I really want to go back and rewatch it. Maybe I'll do that in Halloween since it's perfect for Halloween. Um. So. It's just, it's just masterfully done. So throughout the season, all these pieces start coming together. They found out the Russians are trying to reopen the gate that Eleven closed in Stranger Things two. So in order to get closer to the source, the Russians have literally moved into Hawkins in a secret facility underneath the Starcourt Mall. So they were partially responsible for bringing Starcourt in, so they could hide these operations to reopen the gate. So. Hopper and Joyce in their travels run directly into the Russians. And when I say Russian, there's this one dude. I don't even know if they named this guy. Um, but Hopper gets in a fight with this dude, man. And he has a couple scraps with him. He has one with him, like, very early on. He gets his ass whooped. And I think he literally was out for, like, a day or so. Uh, at, and then uh, Joyce had to drag his ass home. And then at the very end of the season, they have a drag out uh, last man standing fight that ends with Hopper winning before the big finale of the season. Uh, but this Russian was straight textbook like Dolph Lundgren, uh, Drago. He he was awesome. Shout out to whoever that actor is. I'm gonna let me see if I can Russian Stranger Things. I just want to see if I can get the Russian's name. Because he was he was so good, um, I'm trying to see if they they give the guy's name. No, uh, but the, the the main muscle, the Russian. He was he was awesome. Shout out to Alexi, who was one of the scientists who ended up running with Joyce and Hopper, and then they eventually run into my man uh, Murray, who's played by Brett Gelman, who I've been a fan of since. Um, Was it Married? The show that was on FX? Was that called Married? Because I know Your The Worst just ended. Married only had like one season or two seasons. Brett Gelman came back as Murray. He's the reason that Nancy Nancy and Jonathan hooked up in Stranger Things 2. So it's like this guy, Lexi, who loves Slurpees and he's... Honestly, he's cute as a fucking button, man. And he ends up dying. Spoilers. If you didn't think I was going to spoil this shit. Spoilers. He ends up dying uh, after you come to care for him a lot. It was was the Russian caught up with them. The badass Russian. Um, Maybe it was in Gregory? Maybe? I I don't know. Um, I I don't know. But what was I saying? So Murray, Alexei's a Russian. So, So essentially all these working parts. So you have the main three boys. And of course Dustin comes back from camp. And... Dustin ends up working with Steve and Robin and try to di- decipher this message that Dustin picked up on his radio. is supposed to let him talk to his girlfriend, and yes, he actually does have a girlfriend all the way across the country, and they pick up this Russian stuff, so Steve and Robin and Dustin are trying to decipher that, and then Will, and uh, Will is mad at Lucas and Mike because they're interested in girls, and he just wants to play D&D, and they're growing up, and... There's even a comment that Mike says about him not liking girls, and I don't know whether that's to take it that he literally doesn't like girls or if he's just not there yet because literally he had a huge chunk of his childhood taken away from him when he was captured on the Upside Down. Uh, So there was that. uh, That plot going on. Eleven and Max were bonding. And then, of course, everything's going on with Billy and slowly taking over more people, the townspeople of Hawkins. And then you have Joyce and Hopper and Alexi and Murray running around. Uh, running from the Russians, trying to figure out how to stop the Russians, and then it all comes together in a beautiful way, where all the groups meet up. The monster's loose, is chasing everybody. Eleven is hurt, trying her damnedest to uh, keep everybody safe. They have this huge battle at Starcourt Mall, and they literally call the episode Battle Starcourt." and what ends up happening in the season? Lucas's little sister, Erica, was the one who got Dustin, and Steve, and Robin into the secret Russian laboratory. So they infiltrated it, but then they were stuck there for a while, but then they all were able to escape. So they came together with Will, and Eleven, and Max, and Mike, and Lucas who had been fighting Billy. and. Because they, you're pretty sure those was, was involving the mind flayers. So they were dealing with that, and then Hopper and Joyce and Murray and Alexi. I don't know if Alexi was there. They all come back together. I think Alexi had been killed at that point. All come together, realize the mind flayers coming to this reality, and they need to figure out a way to stop it. So Joyce and Hopper and Murray infiltrate the Russian base to try to stop them from reopening the gate, which to get them to close the gate again. The, the boys are on their own to fight the mind player essentially uh, Steve and Robin help as well Erica's now involved in their adventure I didn't like Erica at first which is um, Lucas's little sister again she didn't really do much for me but she, she had some funny lines but by, they redeemed her character because she literally was just being there being the annoying little sister but as you go along, you realize that she's just as nerdy as the rest of the crew is, and she fits in, and as cool as she thinks that she is, and above some of the stuff that her brother's into, the turn that she ends up just being able to join this misfit crew of people who've experienced this supernatural event. I thought that was really cool for her character. Somehow, some way. Eleven is able to reach Steve enough because she was able to go into the Upside Down and see Steve's memories. Not Steve, Billy's memories. She reaches Billy by mentioning his mother. And Billy, realizing what he's done and realizing that he's been possessed and all this havoc he's brought, does the first noble thing he's done in two seasons. He essentially sacrifices himself to try to save the kids and then the Mind Flayer just literally kills him so Billy's gone Joyce and Hopper manage to close the gate but not before the gate the, the device they're using to open the gate explodes killing Hopper Joyce was behind protective glass Joyce and Murray escape so Hopper's dead Eleven in one last show of badassery puts the mind flayer down, and I, I and I don't remember if that coincided with the gate or if I was completely separate. That let me let me just check real quick because I do have it right here. So Hopper throws Gregori. Oh, it is Gregori. Into the machine, calls to go haywire block. His exit. Hopper nods at Joyce. Trigger to shut down. Oh, the mind flare. Yeah, when Hopper destroys the device, then uh, that instantly kills. Um, yeah, when Hopper destroys the device, that kills the mind flare. Eleven's powers have disappeared. They make mention of her having to recharge. Yeah, Andre, Eventko, I and know I'm saying it right. Chinko. Evchenko, Evchenko, Andrei Evchenko, played Grigori, loved him. He was excellent as the big bad Russian. Mind dies when when Joyce triggers the explosion, killing Hopper, closing the gate. Mind has gone. So now we've lost Alexei, we've lost Billy, which is Maxine's brother once again, and then Hopper, who's been with us in season one. Joyce and Hopper kind of came to the conclusion that once they got out, they were going to finally have a real date. Joyce was finally ready to allow herself to move on and love again, and then Hopper was taken away. So two seasons in a row, Joyce had to deal with an extreme loss. Bob Newby and then Jim Hopper gone. Levin's powers are gone. One big thing that Hopper had a problem with all season was how close Mike and Eleven were because he felt like he was losing his little girl. Hopper had written Eleven essentially a a letter because he had tried to talk to Joyce about how he should talk to Mike and Eleven about how much time they're spending together. Of course, in true Hopper fashion, he said, fuck that. Didn't go with what they had planned out and then just yelled at Mike and screamed at him, which caused Mike to end up lying to Eleven um, early on. Joyce had been looking into moving from Hawkins because of after the events of Stranger Things 1 and Stranger Things 2, It's like, and after Bob died, it's like, why stay in Hawkins? Let's move and get a fresh start for... I'm guessing Jonathan went. I mean, Jonathan's graduated, so I think Jonathan went, but Will and Joyce definitely went. So at the end of the series, we find out that Joyce does indeed move after Hopper's death, and everybody's packing up. Eleven reads Hopper's last letter to her, which, uh, of course, for me with parent triggers and mother triggers, that sets everything off for me. <laughs> it's really emotional though, because it's probably one of the few. It's Hopper was able to write down what he couldn't say, and then getting to leave that for his little girl, it was really a beautiful thing to see. Mike and uh, uh, Mike and Eleven are. Um, there's yeah I. Eleven's not... Oh, wait! Hopper's gone. Eleven goes with Will and Joyce. Joyce is taking Eleven. Because her dad is gone now. And it's not like the Wheelers can take him. Take Eleven. It's not like the Wheelers know anything about Eleven. Dumbest parents ever. So, Eleven, Will, Joyce, and possibly Jonathan are all leaving to go to another town. So there's teary goodbyes on all parts... I believe that Nancy is still with Jonathan and they did have a fight but they didn't break up and I believe that Eleven and Mike are still together but yeah the whole crew kind of ends splits up and I do want to say uh, to wrap up Steven Robin's story Stephen Robin had a moment where they had uh, they were given truce serum by the Russians after they got captured um, they did that so Erica and Lucas could escape and they're literally in the bathroom and they manage to get back up to the mall and they're in a the bathroom hiding and and steve essentially tells robin he's into her and then because he thought that robin was into him but turns out robin was really into a girl that steve was trying to get with in high school so robin's also gay so steve doesn't get the girl again he's lost out on nancy He spent most of the season, stranger things too fighting dogs and then um tries to get with robin and robin's like i'm gay, dummy." but they do stay together because obviously Star Court is destroyed um, after the battle. Um, they get a job at a local video store. So Robin and Steve will stay together um, as friends for now. And then Dustin uh, was able to prove they had a girlfriend because he was trying to remember the... I'm, I'm going to mess this up. I'm going to try to try to see... Let's see. Um... Dustin enlisted Susie's help for a uh, for a necessary code. Plank's constant, Planks constant, which uh, like they're both they both with the science camp, both super nerds. It was actually the code that Hopper needed in order to uh, help it was to help them shut down the Russian machine and. Dustin didn't know like you had new Susie his girlfriend from across the states came through and in order for her to tell him the answer made him sing the thing to Never Ending Story while hilarious it was very nerve wracking because it was like shut the fuck up and get to the the action this shit's gonna happen you know Uh, that was cool though so yeah for the second official time now the whole gang's been split up because season one there was the search for Will Byers and now Will Byers is literally out of the picture and it's just Lucas and Dustin and Mike and I guess Max and Eleven's not even around again so Eleven's been taken away from Mike again so all of our characters are scattered to the wind as the season ends and in the post-credits scene in case you didn't leave the credits running they go to a Russian facility in Russia this time And two guys are, like, bring the prisoner, not the American one. So they grab some Russian prisoner, drag him into a room, lock him in. The the two guys leave in lab coats. I guess they're doctors. And an official Demogorgon from season one comes rolling in to eat that motherfucking prisoner. So the Russians have a Demogorgon. And I mean an OG. The whole thing that we started with. Oh, and Hopper might be that American prisoner. We don't know yet. We shall see. I'm going to see if it says how much time. Nah. And that's how Stranger Things 3 ends. I loved it. I was watching it on the edge of my car seat because I was watching it as we were traveling on vacation. Loved every minute of it. I plan on revisiting it in October. Last recommendation is Stranger Things 3. Even if you haven't picked it up for any reason, uh, like, oh, I don't really know, I'm not into sci-fi, and all this other stuff that people say, and it's too scary. Even if for some reason you want to be that guy that started season three, do it. Or that guy or gal. Do it, because you'll start ripping through these episodes. This series is so good. It's so well done, and seeing all the kids' growth, And seeing these characters' story arcs go along. It's one of my favorite shows. And they haven't dropped the ball yet. So, Stranger Things 3, I can't recommend it enough. Love Season 3. And I'm gonna drink some more coffee. Hey. Hey, yeah, you. You like comic books, anime, and stuff?
1: Sure you do. Who the hell doesn't? And that's why you should listen to a podcast called Fresh. It's like audio cliff notes of ancient texts, painstakingly translated by us for you. So do yourself a favor. Like and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Trust me, we're everywhere. So don't forget, it's a podcast called Fresh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Anchor FM, and anywhere podcasts are casted.
0: What kind of forever. Now, <laughs> you've been listening to Hyphen Nation, the Barack Obama approved world's greatest podcast. Brought to you by Hyphen Podcast Group, a Morgantown, West Virginia based podcast collective bringing great podcasts to the people. Also, the Mark Rob T H E M A R C R O B dot WordPress dot com, written by my semi regular co host, Marcus, Show and Mad Love Robinson. I am your host, Kellen Conley, as always. Now! If you want to check out Hyphenation, you can do so on any podcast platform out there Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn app, um, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Cloudy Cast, Avalanche. I think that's the thing. I haven't even checked to see if I'm on Avalanche. I don't even know what Avalanche is other than. Uh, my, my two homegirls from Secret Life of Weddings mentioned it, and they were messing with the Avalanche Radio Public, wherever podcasts are sold, and if you're buying that bitch, I better be getting some be getting some money, because podcasts are free ladies and gentlemen if there's a podcast platform that you use that Hyphen Nation is not on let me know, I will fix it or any of the great shows brought to you by Hyphen Podcast Group if you want to reach out to me, b h y p h e n at gmail.com Chia, twitter at BeHyphen. hyphen facebook hyphen universe and instagram the B hyphen if you want to do it through hyphen podcast group that's hyphen pod group on twitter hyphen podcast group at gmail.com hyphen podcast group on facebook and hyphen podcast group on instagram love to hear your feedback Power of positivity is real. Get that negativity out of your life no matter what it may be, no matter what you have to do, you have to do you. Chia. Have genuine interactions with people. You never know what the next man or woman is going through, and you never know what that interaction could do for them. One genuine interaction, one positive interaction, may save someone's life or someone else's life by extension hug your dad call your mom email your sister punch your brother telegram your granddad uh, wire transfer your grandmother I don't know she might need a little money Uh, let's see get on AOL instant messenger that doesn't work anymore MSN messenger I don't even know if that works get on some form of instant messenger text your godfather send a message to your godmother write a letter to your aunt send your uncle a postcard send your cousin a message on Facebook write on their wall tweet them wave at them on Messenger you never know when it's your time to go give people their flowers while they're still here apologies to Markel Faults cause you're still trash words of wisdom Don't let. Now, be aware of what your actions do to people and the ramifications they have on people. Because there are people out there who may be going through some things, and that's quite understandable. I'm a big advocate of mental health. I've had my issues recently. And health issues. But... For me... Being aware of what your actions have... And effects have on other people is important. Because... You may... Have made... Like say... I'm trying not to use examples. Because if they happen to listen to this... They're going to know I'm talking about them. But... You may have thought for, I don't know, the last seven years that you were going one direction with something and then, by extension, your significant other is with you on this ride. And then over the course of a year, six months, 18 months, you feel things starting to change. Don't let it get to the point where when you finally admit what's going on with you and the things that have changed for you, when you admit it to your significant other or even to, I don't know, say a business partner or a friend, when you admit things have changed in certain aspects that you are closely entwined in, don't let it be at a point where you've left this other person completely stuck without having an option to change course easily. That's not fair. Even with there being issues that you're dealing with and you making them aware of said issues, like I said, whether it's a friend, whether it's a spouse, whether it's a coworker, whether it's uh, a family member, if this person has been there with you throughout this ride and has been supportive of, of you with whatever you had going on, if you're not being completely truthful you're putting them in a rock in a hard space and it looks like you're very selfish rock in a hard place because while you were aware enough and cognizant enough to explain that you were having things going on by not being totally transparent it was almost like you were still lying to them if that makes sense try to be as transparent with people as possible now say there's a surprise party for somebody don't don't be like like hey how are you i'm great and you have a surprise party in 97 no (laughs) but say you have a co-worker and y'all are working close on this project and it's like you you know that you have some things come up and let here, you've been working on this project a long time but you got another job offer and you're going to take this job offer and you're going to leave them an X amount of time by themselves and have them replace you or figure out something to go on without you. You don't tell them two weeks before you leave. As soon as you're able to literally tell them or even give them the courtesy like, hey, heads up. I'm probably going to take this other job. Um... I'll probably only have two weeks left by the time that I talk to management and everything. But I wanted you to be prepared and start thinking about how you're going to adapt the situation. Another example. Um, you have a friend who you've been... You've literally been friends for years. And I'm going to take this from my, my book. And then all of a sudden you start having... Uh, you, you start having... Um, Mental health issues, so to speak, and said friend starts blaming themselves for the issues because they felt they weren't there enough for you. But then turns out there was a lot more going on than yet than another person had any clue about for years. You kind of have to, and and in this case, that transparency was hard because of what it involved. But still, when it came out, it made sense as to why the friend was acting that way. If you have a spouse, or boyfriend, girlfriend, who has literally upped their whole life from the place that they've lived for years and years and years, to be with you and support you, emotionally, financially, everything, while you pursue uh, some goal of your own, and and has agreed to put off your pending nuptials for these reasons, don't keep them in the dark even if you say something's wrong and i'm going through this you have to be like and i'm also feeling like this you have to say the rest of it because now said person is now stuck in this place in this that they don't live in i mean they live there but i mean they they have no roots you're the root and now you've suddenly turned the world upside down it's a weird word of wisdom, but... Essentially what I'm trying to say is try to be as transparent as possible. Because if you do that... It at least gives people... A fair warning of what could come down the road. And I understand if it's just too difficult to say sometimes... Depending on the situation. But if you can be, just be transparent. That's the word of wisdom. <sighs> Alright, guys... This has been a full-ass episode without any breaks of hyphenation. I'm your dashing, daring debonair host, yada, yada, yada. Join me next time when we discuss something else. I don't know what it'll be. I'm not saying anything now. I'm not announcing nothing. I I almost regret talking about that Kevin Smith episode now as I feel like Lamb's going to be like, I don't want to do no fucking Kevin Smith episode. Who told you that? I, I know we've had that conversation, but you just never know. <laughs> Appreciate everybody who listens to me. Each and every one of y'all mean the world to me that you take that time and hit play on your favorite podcast listening platform. You can get 112 episodes of fire! Wherever you want. Wherever podcasts are given to you. Just make sure you do it. Till next time... I'm gonna keep drinking this McDonald's. 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 McDonald's coffee. And take myself to work. Thanks, y'all.
1: Consuming so the content for shit, like, almost a decade. Like, Grantland is... I think Grantland was, like, what, 2013? 2012?
0: Grantland would have been... Yeah, Grantland, Grantland would have been 8 this year.
1: Yeah, so... I was still in fucking college, God damn. So
0: Right. Yeah, I, I, mean, I was still in college, then.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. And, like, and so the funny thing is, like, I mean, Grandland introducing, like, some legit, like, my favorite writers ever, like, like, I think the funny thing is, like, I even thought about, like, what would happen if I met, like, like Wesley Morris in person or, like, Rembert in person, like, if I met, if I met, like, Wesley Morris, I probably would fan out. Like, I, like, I legit probably would fan out. Yeah. And so, if I, like, met, like, Bill Simmons, like, I'd be like, holy shit, like, it's, it's Simmons, like right fucking
0: there. I would bust yes. his balls. I know I would. I'm like, I'm like, yo Simmons, can I get me, can I get a column, please? I don't give a fuck what it's about. Just give me about two thousand words. That's all I need. I know I would. Because I, I mean,
1: I think, I think Grantland, the fun. I think Grantland was is better than what The Ringer is now. Um, I, I think that the I just just think that Wesley Morris and Rumbert and Shay and Bill and, like, the other, like, I think all the OGs from Grantland really set it apart. Especially because, like, yeah, like, especially because, like, they were, like, basically sort of the last ones to survive the blog era. But the only reason they really survived is because hbo is subsidizing the ringer like
0: (laughs) if it wasn't
1: like i mean that's legit all it is and so it's hbo's money and then also it's the income like from their advertising revenues from their podcasts and so like they have like tons of written articles but it's a lot of stuff that i don't honestly necessarily care to read like there's like articles like every now and then like I'm, I'm I'm interested to read and I think the art direction they have for the website and their posts is actually really really cool like it's really really good and innovative but I just I don't know like outside of the podcast network do they have like writers with personality that you really want to be reading like every day like like with Rimber like Rimber still writes for them and I always read his shit but like in Grandland, like. I remember like just going to Grantland.com, like I don't. Yeah. Like I would just but, sit
0: there for like that was my routine. Like, like at work I would just go to Grantland and just read everything. It did not matter.
1: Yeah, yeah and Bill making his hyper long ass columns like it, that shit didn't even matter back then. Like it, it totally did. Like now it's sort of like, I'm like so I fuck with the I fuck with like. You know, I fuck with the Big Picture podcast, and I fuck with Rewatchables podcast, and whenever Shade does a pod, I fuck with Shay's podcast, and I fuck with like a couple of podcasts here and there for them. But other than that, like I'm not really reading the written word. I mean, that's I mean that's something that is pretty you know scary for someone who loves writing. Like I like I love writing, and I think it's I think the difference between being a good writer and a great writer is really high and getting yourself even noticed, like, that's even harder. So, like, I just don't know, like, what the ringer is really bringing as far as written, like, written words, but like, whenever, like, Sean Phenasy, like, he writes, like, he writes really well, whenever Shane writes, like, that's always going to do numbers. Whenever Rembert writes, like, that's always going to be good, but what about the actual generation who is ringer only? Like, what sort of exposure are they really getting, other than just a tweet and a retweet? Right. So, I mean, that, that's. I mean, that's sort of the 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 depth of the blogger. Is why even that is really hard because it's like. I mean, I would you, you would go to websites every day. Like, you would go to, you have you have bookmarks like. Right. Like, you you would have favorites like. The only favorites I have on my fucking Chrome or my Firefox is bills I need to pay. <laughs> that's, not, <laughs> that's fucking sad. Like that sucks. Like yeah, you know, but that's just sort of what it is. And so like I don't like I don't go to ESPN.com anymore. Like
0: Me neither. I don't
1: I don't go to like just That shit's
0: got too much going on anyway. It's like yeah. it's like I just wanna read like I just literally wanna go to ESPN and be like, see what's going on like the big headlines and it's like you got 17 different categories and then like then you got your video and everything single page has video and it's like this is killing my work browser like I can't do this
1: yeah like, like their shit is all like really trying to be like multimedia based mm-hmm. so it's it's, it's, just, it's a lot of things trying to pull you in basically so I'm on the page right now and like, well, my favorite's already saved, so I I, I can see highlights or lowlights of um, the Nationals losing to the Braves. Like, I'm, I'm seeing like, advertising for, like, Peyton. Peyton Manning has his own show on ESPN Plus. Yeah, he does. Like, Papa John's or whatever the fuck needs his help, whatever. <laughs> so, so, yeah, man, like, I... Like, I'm just not going to websites anymore. I live on Twitter, so if I, if I don't even go to like. I used to go to Washington Post. <laughs> I used to go to WashingtonPost.com and read newspaper articles on their website. I don't do that anymore. Like, like they gotta tweet it. Like, if I see it, I see it. If I don't, I don't. Like that's, right. Like that's just sort of the death of the blogger. Like that's all that shit has like repercussions for like. You're not just really going to places anymore. Like like, you're seeing specific things, and if you want to read it, you'll pick that thing. But you don't have allegiances to websites anymore. Like that shit's just dead now.
0: Yeah, it's it's a rare breed, where you like the only site that I even go to like that is uh, Pajiba.com, and all they do is cover pop culture and like some politics, and they cover it with such a a anti-Trump slant that I enjoy it. (laughs)
1: What's so, the, what they're called
0: again? It's it's called Pajiba. It's p a j i b a. dot com. That's the only site that I, I've I feel like I I haven't missed anything in years, and that's mostly because it comes in my RSS feeder. And even when it went down like a month ago, I still went back and read all that shit. Once they got their shit fixed, I literally was scrolling through the site, make sure I didn't miss anything, because I just like the way that they do their uh, content.
1: Uh, so you follow him on Twitter, right?
0: <laughs>
1: you follow him on Twitter, right?
0: Yeah, follow him on Twitter.
1: Okay. Let's see. I oh, mean, yeah, like they have like a. I'm looking at their Twitter feed now. Like it is a bunch of articles that they have. Um. Sorry, I, I, I'll, I'll follow him on the strength of your recommendation. I'll give him a try.
0: Cool. I think so. you'll enjoy it. Cool man. Who's
1: um who's Dustin Ro Rale- Raleigh's for Pajiba? Do you know who that is?
0: He's the editor in chief.
1: Okay, so he tweets from their account.
0: Yes. Okay. Yeah, he's the he's the founder. Uh, you better wake up. I'm the yawner on this podcast, not you. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and comment. This has been a Hyphen Podcast Network production. They're the bestest.
1: I'm getting paid an exposure.